Welcome to God's Word During Exile. We're all wearing the same clothes. It's because we don't know how to do laundry. Um, and we welcome you guys back for Mike having to eat some humble pie. Because I said that last <laughs> week was going to be our last recording for the Fifth Commandment. It has proven to not be the case. However, this is kind of a continuation, a to-be-continued of last week's episode. So I'm actually going to call this one like, 3.5 doesn't matter what you call it i'm the one that posts it 3.5 <laughs> which is much better than 5e for for those of you who are wondering all right 3.5 far superior to 5e all right so uh we're gonna say pathfinder uh so let's see if ben was over here for mike we're gonna say like ben all right, I'm going to say Ben's over. No, Ben's here, Mike's here, and Matt is here. Not, not quite. <clears throat> if you had been, you had Matt had switched places on the bottom, you would, you would have had us. Darn. No, it's close. Well, it was still, it was still good. Uh, so we're back. We're answering some questions, and I think that like this opens up a great opportunity for us. We're going to talk a little bit more about this at the end of this episode. But like, if you have questions that you would like answered, we would love to hear from you. You could email us with your questions, especially as you look ahead. Um, if you're looking ahead at any of the Ten Commandments or any of the areas that we're going next, the Apostles' Creed, Lord's Prayer, Sacraments. If you guys have any questions, you can feel free to email us at God's Word during exile, all one word at gmail.com. Uh, and we would kind of put those in the hopper and we would answer them as we go through those episodes. And so we're still uh, answering some of Christina's questions. And we kind of felt like uh, last week, we didn't answer question number two all the way. So we're actually just going to go back a little bit and talk a little bit more about two and then answer three. Uh, and then we'll do a little intro into uh, commandment six. So Mike, why don't you take over all at right. least to close, at least to open in prayer and then I'll answer. I'll well, answer. I'm going to delegate that. Ben, would you open us in a word of prayer? Sure. Please. Let's pray. Holy Father, thanks for another day that you have given to us and uh, thanks for uh, your word that uh, through which you reveal to us your your will and Lord we ask you for your help and your wisdom in understanding these things because often we aren't able to see clearly and understand rightly what is actually right and what is wrong and so we need uh, your help due to our own uh, shortcomings and infirmities due to our sinfulness and so uh, thanks for another opportunity to talk about uh, your word in particular uh, the fifth commandment and we just ask your blessing upon our our discussion and that you would through your holy spirit help us to understand rightly how you would um, have us think about and apply your will in this matter in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks Amen. be to God. So here is question number two that we can <laughs> visit. Um, Christina asked this. If a person, oh, also, if you haven't listened to the last episode, we would recommend doing that because they kind of go together. Um, hence why this is 3.5. All right. So question number two is this. If a, per if a person 
has a condition that can be treated, but without treatment, they would die. Does refusing treatment mean suicide? And last episode, uh, our answer was, it depends. And we talked through a number of different ways where, like, the conditions, depending upon what's going on, could could mean one thing. But then, you know, like like Matt brought up how, oh, well, so Ben said, well, if you're losing a, a lot of blood and um, you could just kind of receive uh, a bag of blood and you refuse it, well, then obviously... But then Matt went on and said, but what if it's the only bag of blood and the person next to you is equally bleeding out? So like we could go through all of these hypotheticals, but I think that Ben, when we kind of broke between the the two uh, recordings, had a, had a really good insight into this. So uh, I'm going to pass it off to him and he's going to kind of share. All right. So the way I would understand this again um so that um suicide doesn't become a nonsensical term because if it gets used too broadly for too many things it starts to lose its its meaning um and you know suicide means you know to kill yourself right so i would i would restrict suicide to um you know, the self self inflicting of your the cause of death, right? It's kind of an awkward way to say it, but like so suicide would be applied to those things where you are actively uh ending your own life. Um and the action that you are taking is that which kills you. Um so because as we were talking about too, like someone could refuse treatment due to ignorance or misunderstanding, you know, perhaps they had bad information and, and they refused a treatment that would actually help them because they had bad information. Does that mean they killed themselves? No. Um, and so I, I would restrict to that suicide to the self-inflicting of, of your own death. So, um, cause otherwise it just, Suicide, suicide then as a term starts to become unintelligible. So one of the things that is a pretty common situation now is dealing with cancer, particularly something, a cancer that, you know, is terminal and whether you should take chemo or not, you know, to get treatments for this radiation, all of these things, you know, and uh, so a uh, something maybe that the listeners have considered or, or been through themselves or, or been going through themselves or, or someone that they know has, um, you know, the situation is, <clears throat> is really like, are you going to take chemo and just extend your life for some time, but it's also going to affect the quality of your life. Um, or, or are you just going to let the cancer run its course? But either way, the, you know, cancer is most likely going to take your life. And there's a lot of things that go into all of this, but ultimately, you know, uh, I mean, sometimes cancer can be beat and there's different kinds of cancer. So we're not trying to, uh, 
oversimplify this either, but but when it when it's going to kill you either way, and the treatment's just going to extend your life for a little while longer, it's you know it's not suicide to turn down that treatment and let it take its course. Um, and eventually you're, you're usually going to get to the point where you have to make this decision, or are you going to stay on oxygen, even though that just keeps you alive for a few minutes or a few hours or a couple days longer, or are you just going to let it take you? And those are incredibly difficult decisions that, my family has had to make on different things and I've experienced firsthand um, how awful it is to have to make these decisions, but um, you're not necessarily uh, sinning when you, you know, don't take one of these treatments or receive, you know, this, this extra care and you let it run its course and in fact, I think it's a really beautiful thing when a believer can just say, I'm not afraid of dying. And if if it's my time to go, I'll let the Lord take me. And, um, you know, if there was some reason to try to to fight it for a little while longer to accomplish something you, that the Lord is trying to do through you, maybe. But, you know, uh, we can also just rest in God numbering our days and knowing that we're all mortal we're all gonna face death and unless the lord comes again first you know um we can we can also be at peace with him bringing our life to an end yeah and this is different than um like assisted suicide and and such um so basically in this kind of a scenario you know you are the you are the passive recipient of this condition right um whether it be cancer or something else you know like someone else didn't cause it you didn't cause it right um that's different than you know somebody actively ending your life or you actively ending your um that so hopefully people can see the the difference there um because because if people don't if if there isn't a recognition of that you know that distinction as well as you know well saying like if you don't recognize the difference between you know passively receiving you know, and passively suffering a, a a terminal condition, and you know, letting that run its course, and actively ending it, then you you very easily move into well, you know, the whole death with dignity, and let's just you know, assisted suicide, so on and so forth. Um, so, so there's a, there's a, that's not what we're talking about. And there's a difference there. Um, and I would just, I guess I would just say, we also want to be careful about when we're thinking about these things, when we talk about the quality of life, um, we just want to be careful because that's the same 
it is the same argument that is made for assisted suicide. And quality of life is always a subjective assessment. So, um, so we just want to be careful with that. It, we, we don't want that to be in the driver's seat. Um, because people also use that for murdering handicapped people and unwanted children and uh, all and, sorts of stuff too. Yeah. And so, so we want to be careful with, with that. Um, so yeah, we just want to be careful with that, but, but yeah, there, so that hopefully helps to bring some kind of, you know, clarity that there's, there's a difference again between the, the passive suffering of that condition that leads to the end of your life uh, versus the active ending of your life. And, and some of this gets complicated because of certain mm -hmm. technologies that we have that were not available, you know, 50, 100 years ago, you know, um, whereas, you know, those conditions at that time, like it was just pretty much a done deal. That was, you're going to die from that. Whereas today it's not necessarily the case. And so, so some of that um, can get a little fuzzy because we, we have the technology to artificially keep people alive. Um, and so we have to wrestle with some of with some of that. Whereas without that technology, there wouldn't be anything to wrestle about because it just mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yep. years ago those people would have just died. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we can prop prop them up sometimes for a while. Yeah. Mm -hmm. These are terribly difficult situations and wow. there's endless uh spin-offs and possibilities with all of this, but Hopefully you're seeing some some principles of thinking about this that are helpful. Um, and, you know, when we think about people actively ending their own life, they're not just like letting it run its course, but they're actually trying to end their life to stop uh, themselves from suffering or something. We recognize that people could be mentally, emotionally, physically in torment, the endless pain and suffering of different kinds. And they could be really tempted to end their own life. And and uh, I think we're saying that would be wrong for them to take their life, to kill themselves, just to um, shorten or, or ease the suffering, to end their suffering by killing themselves. That would be wrong. And I think we need to say that's sinful and, um, and, and not right. And at the same time, we recognize that um that some people are just overwhelmed by this and they're even too weak to um to overcome their mental anguish emotional anguish physical anguish and they do something terribly foolish and wrong and yet at the same time we see that even christians who trust in jesus will sometimes do this and we are not saying that if somebody does this, they are definitely going to the lake of fire and eternal condemnation. We recognize that um, that even Christians who are forgiven and saved can be overcome by the weaknesses and sorrows of this world and, and do something wrong, but they are still forgiven of it. 
And so we're not encouraging that and saying that's right to do that, but we also recognize that's not the unforgivable sin. Um, and, and people can be saved. I know dear Christian people, even pastors who have taken their own life. And I, I do believe that they, they were forgiven of that. Um, doesn't mean it's right or that anybody should do that. But um, thankfully, Christ's grace is, he abounds even over that for those who are in Christ and trusting in him. All right, let's move into our last question. It's this. If you accidentally take someone's life, say in a car accident, is it killing? And right out of the right right out of the gate, I would say that question number two and question number three are fairly similar. They have the exact same answer. Yeah. It depends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I think I think speaking in, in general terms, um, yes. Now there's a difference between you know, like in our in our nomenclature in law, we talk about manslaughter versus, um, you know, murder, for example. And I think that that distinction is also held up in the in the scriptures and you know in ancient Israel, for example, to where <clears throat> where things like you know an accident, for example, unintentional uh, death is is brought about. Um, so. So simply saying yes doesn't mean like you intended to do that or like you're a murderer. Um, but, you know, why did you get in a car accident? Were you doing something stupid and not paying attention to the road? Were you going too fast down the road, especially for, you know, maybe it was not great you know, conditions didn't have, you know, good traction and you're speeding down the road and you lose control of your vehicle and you hit somebody and they die. Right. Are you a truck driver and you've driven way too yeah. many hours, you're way past your limits and you fall asleep. Or on the other side of it, where you stopped at a stoplight and you were hit by a driver going 50 and they weren't wearing their seatbelt and they died. Right. So, so completely different scenarios. Right. So, you know, so there are again a lot of different facets as far as you know determining the extent of your of your guilt in that. But yes, sometimes there are you know ac accidental death, unintentional death. You didn't you know you were doing everything right and you lost control of your vehicle for one reason or another, not because you were being stupid or anything, but it just happened that way. Yes, that stuff happens. Um, so. I think when it when it comes to something like that, if you can identify something or like, yeah, I was being really stupid and I wasn't paying attention, you know, you can you can confess that specifically uh, to God, uh, you know, or to your pastor, you know, and hear forgiveness for that specifically. Um, if you can't identify anything like that, but you have the, you know, you struggle with that guilt, like like you were talking about last episode um you can confess your sins in in general you know if there was any sin on my part in this you know god that led to this you know tragic accident you know forgive me for that mm -hmm. um you know 
so so we're, you know we're not we're not dealing with you know like premeditated murder or anything with that but you know so just the way that the question it could go either direction that way like something that is actually genuinely an accident or something that was brought about you know because you were just being dumb in the car or something like that but um so the extent of the of the guilt and such would kind of depend on on some of those circumstances um but but the last part of you know Christina's question you know it says she says it sounds like I'm asking if a person accidentally sins are they liable for the wages of sin says as I type this I think of the phrase ignorance of the law is no excuse so I I guess a sin is a is a sin is a sin. However, my sins have been paid for by Jesus. So I probably shouldn't stress my brain overthinking all of this. And, and I'd say that um, you're on the right track with how you laid things out in the first part there, that, um, that sin is sin, right? And we don't want to we don't want to gloss over it. We don't want to pass over it, even if it is something that, you know, as we measure things in an earthly way, it's a small thing. Um, all sin is transgression and offense against mm-hmm. God, right? All sin is worthy of damnation. Okay, You're so ready for a non-heresy Luther quote. Yes. Yeah, yes. Okay, good. Uh, Luther said, the only sin which is mortal is the sin which I believe is venial. Right. Which is good, right? He also right? said that sin is... I have no idea. What does that even mortal. mean? Do you think any of our <laughs> listeners actually knew that? I don't well, even know what that means. You know what that is. Uh, the only the only sin that will, will damn me to hell is the sin that I don't think is a big deal at all. That I don't, I don't think it's a problem. Yeah. So, all sin matters. Yeah, so... So we don't want to say, you know, oh, I don't need to worry about this because it wasn't a big sin. Um, but, but this is part of what it means to, you know, to live a life of repentance and daily repentance and faith is that, is that we take sin seriously. Um, and it doesn't mean that, that I have to, you know, um, how do I want to say this? It it doesn't mean that we need to stress ourselves over the sins that we're not aware of, if that makes sense. So, so we specifically confess that which we are aware of or that which we particularly feel the weight of. So, for example, when you know, in the model of confession and absolution, um, that we often use in the in the Lutheran Church, um, this there's two parts to it. One is a general confession of sin, and the other is a specific. And the specific, the part in which you confess specific sins, it's only those sins that you are aware of or you particularly feel the weight of, right? So, so I'm trying to speak to the entirety of of Christina's statement there. Um, so yes, we we don't we don't uh, downgrade the seriousness of sin, but we also don't 
become paralyzed and just so overly analytical that we're stressing out about sins that we're not even aware of. Right. So the sins that you are aware of, confess those specifically. For the sins that you're not aware of, use a general confession of sin. Right. So like Luther's evening prayer, for example, you know, is just a general forgive me all of my sins where I have done wrong. Right. So so where I where I know I have sinned, I can identify and say, yes, I have sinned here. I I feel guilty about this particular thing that I can specifically confess. But for the stuff that I'm not aware of and we know that we sin. <clears throat> every day regularly and we're not even aware of all of our sin that is covered in the general you know confession of sin and that's and that's part of what it i mean that's what it means to live in repentance and faith is that i am aware of my sinfulness and my need for for the shed blood of christ to cover my sins and so i confess my sinfulness again specifically if i'm specifically aware of it generally for everything else and I hear the, you know, the promise that Christ's blood covers all of my sin, you know, that I've been baptized into Christ. My sins have been forgiven. I've been buried and raised with Christ. I belong to God. I receive the body and blood of Christ for the forgiveness of my sins. I confess my sins. I hear the absolution, right? I'm living in repentance and faith. And so um, hopefully that kind of gets at what Christina is act, asking about. So, so yes, we take sin seriously. Absolutely. But no, we don't live in you know constant terror of like well i i haven't identified all of my sins um and so on and so forth so so yes we live in the in the grace of the grace of god and jesus christ and we confess our sins and hear the gospel and so on and so forth so i'm just gonna say answering questions from our listeners has been a lot of fun uh, probably even more fun than just coming up with the questions ourselves and tackling the catechism. So please, please, please ask questions because this has been great and hopefully it's a fruitful thing for you. And also if you're thinking it, probably everybody else is thinking it and has the same question too. So send the questions to God's word during exile, all one word at gmail.com. Uh, but before we close up today, let's just, let's just toss out there our next topic. It is the sixth commandment every confirmation class's most dreaded week do not commit adultery adultery yeah. oh, you, you only <laughs> talk about it for one one week one confirmation class? It, it depends it usually takes more than that it's it's a so, dreaded month well yeah i mean it's a yes adultery is specified but there's a lot to it and so bound up in that is certainly the um you know, what is marriage? What is God's design for sexuality? What, you know, all this kind of stuff is bound up in that commandment as well. So it's, yeah, a lot to it. So if you've got questions on any of that stuff, send them where? God's word during exile, all one word at gmail.com. Send them there, get them in, and we would love to answer your questions. Please do it. Please do it. All right. Gospel man, would you pray for us as we close? Talking to me? Yeah. All right. We established that last week. You're the gospel. All right. I thought it was on a rotation. 
No, no, it's you. You're like salty to singing songbook, right? But you're going to <laughs> All right, let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. And we thank you that you give life and that you protect life, that you want to continue to give life uh, to us and preserve it. And and that you call us to that that way of of love to our neighbors um, and even to ourselves. And we just pray, Lord, that you'd help us, uh, forgive us of our sins for the ways that we have been unloving and neglectful of our neighbor. And uh, I pray, Lord, that you'd forgive us for all the times that we've done them harm. Uh, and even the, when we've harmed ourselves or wanted to, I pray that you'd forgive us, Father. Um, and I pray that you would sh uh, teach us to love life, the life that you've given to us and to our neighbors, and to trust you and and uh, to value that and to see that we are each made in your image and how wonderful that is. And I pray, Lord, that you would give us a love and concern for our neighbors so that uh, we even do things like uh, ignoring our phone when we're driving or making sure we're uh, being safe for, for the sake of our neighbors, uh, that we look out for people who are in trouble and seek to help them when we can and to do the best that we can to protect and preserve and even help their life. Uh, Lord, uh, we know that you are generous to us in, in giving and sustaining our life and that you've called us to that same way of love. And so, uh, Lord, help us to walk in that way. Uh, we thank you for Jesus and that there is no condemnation for all of us who are in, in Christ Jesus, your Son and our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. All right, now we enter into a new segment called After the Prayer. And during this segment, we are able to share something that is completely not part of what we've been talking about at all. So here's my thing that I would like to share during our segment of After the Prayer. Oh boy. All right, here it is. So over the last couple months, I have been trying to convince Lindsay to allow me to get a chameleon. Can you guys see these here? Or are they so camouflaged that you can't even see Oh, yeah, that's... They're way too camouflaged. All right, here they are. These are chameleons, all right? I've been trying to convince Lindsay to let me get chameleons. So, on this episode of After the Prayer, I am starting a petition to try to get me a chameleon. <laughs> all right? And so, all you got to do is put it in the comments below that you would like to see Mike get a chameleon, all right? And if that happens, if there's enough petitions to convince my wife to allow me to get a chameleon, I will broadcast one of God's word during exile episodes with a chameleon on my shoulder. Outstanding. There you go. So comment below. <laughs> that was this episode. Can, of can we also add in any other pets we would like you to have? Sure. Uh, sure, I'm totally fine with that. Put them all in. Tarantulas, whatever. I'm good with it all. Boa constrictors. Uh, all right, Mike, it's time right, to end. Yeah, it's time, time to quit. That's it.